This is Exposing Washington with Walker Wildman, bringing clarity to Washington, D.C. news. We see corruption at every level in Washington, and it's in both parties. Exposing the deception plaguing our nation's capital. Not only what he told every Republican senator, but what he told the press over and over and over again was a simple lie. And helping Christians stay informed about government. Now, of course, this puts a bigger burden on voters to go figure out what's actually going on. Be sure to visit AFR.net or wherever you get your podcast to hear past episodes. This is Exposing Washington with Walker Wildman on American Family Radio. Welcome to Exposing Washington on the American Family Radio Network. Glad to have you with us today. A busy week in Washington, D.C., but not as busy as the rest of the country. Uh, Many of us, especially people in uh, Texas, are just getting over the uh, winter storm that blew through the south and the southeast, and many states got pounded by that. Uh, Texas, I know, had several million uh, customers or citizens without power. And so we need to continue to keep them in our thoughts and our prayers as they're recovering from that. And uh, several of our radio stations across the country are still without power or on low signal uh, for various reasons due to the weather. So please continue to keep AFA, AFR on uh, in your prayers. And you can always listen to AFR on the Internet. Go to our website, AFR.net. AFR.net is our website where you can listen live. You can also download the AFR app on your smartphone or your tablet device. It's easy. It's free. It takes you just a couple minutes. Type in AFR in the App Store and download the app to make sure you get American Family Radio 24-7 so long as you have access to the Internet. Lastly, don't forget to subscribe to the Exposing Washington podcast. Exposing Washington Podcast. Just go to your podcast store and and subscribe to the Exposing Washington Podcast. The goal of the show each week here on American Family Radio is to expose the deception going on in our nation's capital and tell you the truth of about what's going on in Washington, D.C. So that's what we're going to do. Once again, I'm your host, Walker Wildman. Jumping right into the news I wanted to jump back and cover the where the coronavirus originated, this COVID-19 that has been uh, wreaking havoc on our country, both from a public health perspective and also from an economic perspective. There was mis- there was a basically a mystery a year ago about where this virus came from. Did it come from a bat in a seafood market, which that doesn't even make sense for a bat to be sold in a seafood market or a wet market. Um, or was this virus accidentally or purposefully released from a lab in Wuhan, China? My prediction back last year was that this came from a lab in Wuhan, China, and here's why. 
In Wuhan, China, where where it's pretty much widely agreed upon this virus originated from, somewhere within that city, there is a Wuhan Institute of Virology, which is where they basically study viruses in Wuhan, China. And there's this study out now, almost a year later, or pretty much exactly a little over a year later, there's this study out of the renowned University of Hamburg researcher Roland Weisendanger is his name. And he concludes that, guess what? This virus, COVID-19, came from this Wuhan Institute of Virology. And the study cites over 600 pieces of evidence, which leads them to believe that this virus was released, whether it be intentionally or accidentally, it was released from this Wuhan Institute of Virology. I'll post this report. It's a 105-page report. I'll post it on my podcast page at AFR.net. One of the main reasons this is relevant is, number one, we needed to know where this came from and who's responsible. And number two, U.S. taxpayer dollars leave Washington, D.C. and go to this institute. Yes, you heard me right. The U.S. government funds research at this Institute of Virology in Wuhan, China. In the millions. Why is America, why is the U.S. government sending money to a lab in China to study viruses that end up getting released to the public? The U.S. government, back a couple years ago, gave nearly $4 million to this lab. And the, the Trump administration actually tried to remove this grant and remove this lab from ever getting that grant again. And now the... Biden administration is making sure that the Wuhan Institute of Virology, which it's now concluded by various researchers that this is who released the virus. They're getting U.S. taxpayer dollars. This is just one example of hundreds of how Washington, D.C. does not know how to wisely spend money, how to wisely allocate taxpayer dollars to be best used. 
And so this uh, researcher concludes that the Wuhan virus, the COVID-19 virus, originated from a lab that is partly funded by U.S. taxpayer dollars. Changing gears here, uh, I want to bring up a story. This is um, clip two. This is Ron DeSantis. And, you know, the media has been targeting Governor DeSantis in Florida, trying to make him look bad at any opportunity they have. And Florida just continues to impress the way they've handled the, the pandemic and the way that their economy is recovering and the way that Florida is protecting the most vulnerable. Let's listen to clip two. This is Governor Ron DeSantis responding to critics. Well, look, Pete, uh, the lockdowns don't work. We know that uh, if you look at Florida, our per capita mortality for COVID is less than the national average. We have a much older population than California. And so our senior mortality for COVID is less than California's per capita. And yet our schools are open. Every parent can send their kid to school. Our businesses are open. People are able to go to work and provide yep. for their families. And so I think we've been able to avoid a lot of the destruction of these lockdowns. And when you look at the mortality for 2020, guys, yes, COVID obviously was a big part of the increase in mortality. There are lockdown deaths in some of these states. And a lot of the media doesn't want to talk about it, but that is going to be a really lasting negative legacy from all of this. Well, there we have it, and you know he's right there. There, there, there are bigger. Uh, there are other issues other than the health effects or the 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 negative consequences to people's health um, going on right now. This is not just about the COVID nineteen pandemic. This is equally about the livelihoods that are being ruined, the mental health issues that that kids are having and adults are having because they're stuck at home for months. Small business owners are losing their, their businesses. They're having to shut their doors permanently. So Florida has got it figured out. They're protecting public health, but they're also giving people the freedom to run their business, to operate, to live freely. And so other states should follow suit. And, you know, New York, Governor Cuomo now, it, it was announced this week that he's under federal investigation by the FBI and also by the U.S. Attorney's Office there in uh, New York. He's, he, the, the Cuomo administration, the governor of New York, is under federal criminal investigation for what happened and how he handled, his office handled, the COVID-19 pandemic. And if you missed the show last week, we talked a little bit about this, but Governor Cuomo put it put in place a policy in the early days of the pandemic. He put in place a policy which sent COVID-19 positive patients into nursing homes. These were elderly patients who maybe came out of the nursing home, went to the hospital, tested positive for coronavirus. Governor Cuomo's policies in the state of New York, sent those patients, when they were still sick, back to the nursing homes. 
which ultimately made more people infected. It caused more people to get infected with coronavirus who otherwise wouldn't have had it, which ended up leading to more deaths in New York than had to take place. So Governor Cuomo is under federal investigation, and he should be. This should be a full-fledged criminal investigation because there is no science, no medical advice that I've, I've seen that states that sending coronavirus-positive patients into nursing homes is a good idea. Common sense says that that's not a good idea. And New York State had plenty of hospital beds and resources available because, remember, the Trump administration sent a hospital ship to New York City with a 1,000 beds, and hardly any of them were used. New York City, New York State, had the capacity to hold coronavirus-positive patients in the hospitals until they recovered. But instead, Governor Cuomo sent them back into nursing homes. It's terrible. And people died directly as a result of these policies by Governor Cuomo. So we'll continue to cover that. Moving on to a few other topics that I wanted to mention. You know, I mentioned at the beginning of the show this situation down in Texas and the power outages for over 4 million people there for a couple days because of this snow-slash-ice storm that pounded Texas and much of the south and southeast. Well, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, the congresswoman out of New York in Washington, D.C., she says that these power outages in Texas are a direct result of Texas not embracing the Green New Deal because the Green New Deal, she says, would have prevented these power outages. Reading uh, directly from her statement, she basically says, in essence, that if states don't accept the Green New Deal, don't embrace the Green New Deal, then these type of power outages are going to become more and more common. She says this, quote, the infrastructure failures in Texas are quite literally what happens when you don't pursue a Green New Deal, end quote. The problem with that is that the power outages in Texas are partially because of so-called green energy. Up to 20 to 25 percent of the power outages that we saw this past week were due to windmills, wind turbines, locking up, freezing up, and not producing any power. Yes, there were other problems too. There was natural gas freezing up in the pipes. There were other issues, too. So the wind turbines are not the only problem in Texas. But to think that the Green New Deal is somehow going to fix this problem, that's a joke. 
because we've seen how unreliable this so-called green energy is. I want to play Will Kane. This is on Fox News. Will Kane actually lives in Texas. He's a Fox News host. But this is Will Kane responding to AOC and this whole idea that green energy is the most reliable energy on the planet. Clip one. Let's listen. We have been subsidizing wind in Texas and in this country to the tune of billions of dollars for quite some time. We've been subsidizing a secondary, one could even say a lark energy source in the face of burning fossil fuels, which is by the way, the greatest discovery of mankind and propelled us to all untold level of progress mm. and industrialization. So if you're gonna prepare for the future, and you're gonna prepare for a cataclysmic event, what do you need to invest in? Do you invest in subsidizing wind or do you subsidize insulating your natural gas pipelines? Do you subsidize storage at on-site facilities? The point is, if you're going to help someone, a power source that in turn will help the residents of a state through something like this, help what you know you can count on. Base power, mm. natural gas, oil and gas. We are subsidizing the wrong things. And so AOC, let's finish this off with her, wants to lean into that. She wants to increase the Green New Deal, increase subsidies for things like wind. We need to do the opposite. If we're gonna help somebody out, insulate the natural gas pipelines. We just say it laid out. They're our primary source of energy. Well, there you have it. Will Kane making some good points there. Look, we don't need more of the problem. Fossil fuels, historically, have been the most reliable sources of energy. The most reliable sources of energy. And when power outages occur, what do people do? They go to their gas-run generator. They go to their diesel-run generator. They go to their natural gas-run generator. They go to their liquid propane run generator when all else fails people flock to fossil fuels why because they're the most reliable and i'm th this is not even considering that this whole idea that somehow fossil fuels are dirty and bad for the environment that's i don't even believe that i don't even believe the premise of what the Democrats say why we need a Green New Deal. I don't even believe that premise. I think fossil fuels are great. I think we should continue to use them. If we want to use wind farms too, wind turbines to produce energy, that's fine. But we need a backup plan when the snowstorm comes. We need a backup plan when the ice comes. And the state of Texas is going to have to figure out what to do when the next snowstorm comes, whether it be next year or 10 years from now. Because you can't have millions of residents without power for a week for four to five days in the frigid cold temperatures. That's unacceptable. So Governor Abbott and the leadership in Texas, they're going to have to figure this out. Because this was, a, this was a black eye on Texas. It looks terrible, and the effects are terrible. Not just the public perception, but the reality that millions of Texans had to sit in the cold for four days is terrible. It shouldn't happen. It's America. We should be able to produce energy and keep our, our lights on in our house 
and keep our houses warm during a winter storm. And more solar farm, more solar farms and windmills is not going to cut it. It's not going to cut it because that was partially the problem that Texas was experiencing this past week. So we don't need to continue repeating our mistakes. Another topic, you know, the <clears throat> when you look in Washington and you watch the mainstream media, the major media players, you would think that the Democrats are just popular all across the country. Not only are the Democrats popular in Washington, D.C., but the Democrats are popular all across the country. In reality, the opposite is true. What we're beginning to see is that while Democrats may control the White House and Congress by very, very slim margins in the Congress, Democrats are hugely unpopular across middle America. And they're even unpopular in states like Texas. And I have this story for you. This, this recall Gavin Newsom effort <laughs> has over 1.6 million signatures. And I want to play Tom Del Beccaro. This is one of the founders of the recall Newsom effort, which is gaining momentum and steam and is actually going to put Governor Newsom back on the ballot before his reelection. Let's listen to clip four. Well, California, and it's great to be on, Steve, uh, ha is having a spate of common sense. You're right. This is where their fount of ideas are, and we know they don't work. Anybody who picks up uh, even the most simple history book knows that. And they push everything to the edge here in California. Gavin did want to be president, and it was his goal to be president. He was going to have the first universal socialized health care. And on and on and on. And you know what? Something, something happened on the way to the presidency because all these policies predictably failed. And now Californians are hurting. And on a variety of issues, they can't deliver water. In October big of 19, Big Tech warned them, if you can't get us consistent electricity, then we're going to have to leave. Steve, literally in this state, they run commercials at night saying turn off your electricity at night because solar only works during the day. I am not making that up. Homelessness, job flight, and then COVID hits. And it was the last straw for a lot of people because right, you said a Gavin was gonna do a great job with this. Well, we've led in shutdowns and, we're, and still are afflicted by this. And then the COVID uh, vaccine rollout occurred and we're last in the country and people are just fed up here. And that's why I started uh, supporting this recall way back in June. My own PACCA, Revival.com is one of the biggest donors to recall Gavin 2020. And then we started RescueCalifornia.org. We've raised over two and a half million dollars. We have surpassed the 1.6 million signature march. I'm sorry, <laughs> signature Point, and we are headed in early March to about 2 million signatures, and that will be enough to put the recall on the ballot. Well, there you have it. This uh, recall Newsom effort is looking like it's going to at least make it 
to where the governor goes back on the ballot early. But, you know, this, this, this raises suspicion about the 2020 election and what happened in November because look at this. Republicans won down ballot across the country. There's virtually nowhere in the country where Democrats did good. Republicans picked up over a dozen or more House seats. Yes, they they lost two seats in the Senate, I believe. But you look at the state races, you look at this movement, you look at all the pressure that Governor Cuomo is on, how unpopular he is. There are people across this country that are fed up. There are people across this country that are fed up with how the Democrats are running this country and how the Democrats are ruining this country. And they're speaking up. They're speaking up to their local officials, to their mayors, to the city council persons. They're speaking up to their governors. Because these type of insane policies that Gavin Newsom and Chris Cuomo have been implementing are a disaster and they're ruining people's lives. And that's why Governor DeSantis down in Florida is so popular. Because people want freedom. They don't want a babysitter. They want freedom. Because freedom is what America is built on. Freedom is what America is built on. I saw a story of a group of restaurants, hundreds of restaurants in California that are organizing to defy the governor's edicts because their restaurants have been shut down for 10 months or more with people unable to go sit down and have dinner. But the governor can go to a, di- to, to a birthday party and have dinner indoors. Good for them. More people should be doing this. There is no reason anything should be shut down anymore. If we don't step up, if citizens don't step up and start taking a hold of our freedom, embracing the Constitution, opening up everything and taking the power away from these little kings, then we're going to be sitting here in five and ten years wearing masks everywhere, having a cap limit on how many people can go to church. You don't want this to be the new normal. Exposing Washington American Family Radio Check out our website, AFR.net, and we'll see you next week. The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast may not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio.